Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi, everybody. You are in for a treat today because my guest is Eileen Doyen, and she is an author. We're going to be talking all about writing. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Oh, thank you. It's my honor and pleasure to be here, Marcia. Thank you oh, so much. It's going to be so much fun. I am I am really I feel really excited about this. And for those of you that have been following along with my podcast week after week, oftentimes I like to speak to my guests prior to going on the air, especially if I hadn't met them before. And Eileen and I became fast friends. And I think you're going to feel that as we speak together because we really do enjoy each other's company, even though we are miles apart. And speaking of (laughs) miles apart, you are over there and I am over here. So let's, why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself, including where over there really is, all right? Sure, Marsha. My husband and I live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and uh, we have a cat named Otis, and he keeps us pretty busy and on our toes. um, We've lived here since 94 and love it, absolutely love it here. And I'm originally from upstate New York, just FYI. Yes, well... It I, I I'm I was watching Al Roker this morning. You guys are in for some serious weather, aren't you? We are on Thursday. <laughs> yes, like you know, when you live in sunny Southern California, like I do, I mean we actually it's been pretty windy here today. Um, but we don't have that enormous difference of all of the seasons that you have. But what I love so much about where you live is where I can't think of a place I would rather be than in in New Hampshire in the fall. Um, so get ready because beautiful. when when this when this travel ban is lifted, I'm knocking on your door. All right, I'll come and pick up the leaves <laughs> off your lawn and paint and and uh, pet Otis. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we're going to be talking specifically about the fact that you are an accomplished author, and I want you to. To, to share a little bit about that with us, because not everybody has written a book, not everybody wants to write a book, but some people really have that interest. And I thought we could start off by having you tell us how did you get started writing and wanting to to be an author. Sure. Well, I will tell you, I will share with you, Marcia, that never intended to be an author or to write a book. It it never was any of my mm. goals. 
until uh, in 2011, my dad passed away of lung cancer. And um, I had lost my mom and my brother previous to that. And uh, I was very close to my dad. And it was a real bad time for me in my life. And I knew I was really, I knew I was bad and that I had to do something, but I didn't know what to do. So what did I do? I Googled it and said, you know, how, how do I pull myself out of it? And it said to write in a journal. So I started writing in a journal and I did that for probably two weeks. And then I said, well, you know, I'm still depressed. This is not working for me. So I need to get more. So I decided, I said to my husband, you know what, I'm going to write a book about my dad. He looked at me, he said, that'd be great. And I said, no one's going to read it except for you and I. And he said, probably not. And so I said, what could I do? What can I do? And um, my heart is very near and dear to our military. My dad was a Marine and his boots hit Iwo Jima when he was 17 years young and he was there for 31 days out of the 36 days. And, you know, we owe so much to our veterans and to pay tribute to them. So I said, if I feel like this, then there has to be other women out there that feel like that about their dad. So I reached out to mostly the girls that I went to high school with because we're all the same age, obviously, and most of our dads fought in the, in World War II. And I said, hey, you know, what, what do you think about this idea? And they said, that's great. So I started my first book, uh, Dedication, Dads and Daughters, and I moved forward from there and um, did seven other books. Wow. So Dads and Daughters, was that your first book? It is, Dedication, Dads and Daughters. So what I what I did, Marcia, is I took a common thread, a theme, if you will, and I had I participated in sharing a story, but you know, with with your tag everyone everyone does have a story to tell and um you know, to have someone be published in a book, you know, they're thrilled. It means so much. And one of my girlfriends had said to me, I knew my dad fought in the war, but, you know, I I collected all my information and put it in the book so I can, you know, give it out to all my family, give it to my kids. And it, it was just so rewarding. And I was getting so much feedback and I um, I lost my, my uncle about six months after my dad took to cancer as well. And I ended up inheriting my grandmother's chandelier, which it's from the 20s, 1920s. It was, you know, it's, it's turquoise, it's beautiful. And I remember it always, you know, hung in our dining room whenever we had, you know, family uh, dinners and holidays and things like that. And I can still picture everyone sitting around the, the table and everyone kind of always sat in the same seat. And um, when when I got that, I was just, I cried and I cried and I said to Danny, you know, if if I feel like this about my shand, my grandmother chandelier, other people have to have sentimental things, you know, that they have. And the stories that I've gotten and the people that wrote in, it just it's just so heartwarming. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to do a book series. And so thus I had to come up with a, a name pretty, pretty quickly because my books were coming out. And so I thought of Unforgettable Faces and stories because the title is is somewhat vanilla so that I could incorporate, if you will, um, all different titles um, under that umbrella and uh, started, and that's how I started. And my first book was released in 2013. And uh, my last book in my series uh, was in 2018 so far. Okay. So over the five years, then you published eight books. It's it's Correct. really interesting what you're saying. Um, I'm older than you, um, and I write for my local um, magazine here in my Westchester community. And I was writing uh, in November about Veterans Day, 
and I have my dad's military um, jacket and all his things in my attic, and I was thinking what I wouldn't give to have the patience that I didn't have then to hear his stories. Because they were just, oh, God, they're just war stories. You know, okay, you don't eat lamb because lamb has something to do with mutton and you ate mutton and the whatever. You have to fold your socks a certain way, whatever, you know. I, I, I discounted a lot of that when I was a child and a teen because I just, I, I would rather talk about the boys in my class. You know, I just I didn't give it the res- I didn't give the respect that I wish I would have given it. I have a lot of mementos, just as you do, of when he was in the war and and different items that he actually picked up along the way, and uh, none of his siblings are alive, and I still talk with cousins and we talk about these these what we would call war stories. And I think it's terrific that you've honored your father. It must have been a very cathartic feeling to be writing about him. Did it did did it just bring you really, really close to him as you were writing? It did. And and I do that. It, it, it's funny when none of our dads talked about the war. They, my father never talked about the war growing up. I don't remember hearing him say that. They. They just never did. Um, so, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that three months before he died, you know, of course, I'm going through through things, and I found out that he was in Iwo Jima, and I never knew that, and I was so horrified, and I was so embarrassed, and I felt so ashamed, and um, that I didn't know, and you know, and I think because of um, I never got to thank my father for his service to our country, and so you know this my book to honor him and and that's really why I still continue with my series which we can talk about but it's just because I want to make him proud and I want to do something you know to honor the veterans so I I I so agree with you and 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 it's not that my dad talked my dad actually uh, was in the National Guard and he fought you know in Spain and he fought in Korea and when he came out of the army um, he um, was employed, but he remained in the National Guard and retired from the National Guard. So I grew up knowing that uh, once uh, during the summer for two weeks he went to what they called summer camp and they did training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I was a teenager here in Los Angeles, we had some rioting. Um, he was he was called out and we had a bad storm or something and he was called out. But I don't think that I gave the importance and the respect that I feel today that I understand what you're saying. And so that's maybe a message for everyone out there that has somebody in the military to to maybe stop and gather some of those stories because if they're not passed down, then the next generation really doesn't know. And I think that that's – was that part of the reason for your inspiration is to, to let other – you know, I don't know, do you have siblings? Um, I no longer do know. Okay. Um, but, but but your family and friends that know you, this is a wonderful, correct. wonderful way of, of honoring your dad and then gathering stories from others. And, and I think that, that that was probably part of your inspiration for starting this whole series, wasn't it? It was. And I when I uh, did my first book, Dedication Dads, 
and daughters. And then my second book was Keepsakes, Treasures from the Heart. You know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm toying with all these ideas in my head and what I wanted to do and where I was. You know, I, I'm a big believer of following, following the path, following your calling, following your purpose. And I remember I came home one day, and after I decided to do the website, and there was a small package on our dining room table, and I said to my husband, "What's this?" and he said, well, I don't know, open it. You know, that's what we do. We look at it, you know, and open it. And it was from one of my cousins. And they had recently sold their the family home where my dad uh, grew up. And I opened the I opened the envelope and inside were my dog were my dad's dog tags that they found with a medal and um you know and I cried and I cried and I cried and I said to Danny you know this is a sign I'm doing the right thing I'm on the right road and you know they were made of bronze back then um, uh, when he was in the war and those I just I I have given them to uh, my nephew my niece and my nephews have those so you know for um, for their legacy, you know, for his legacy. But anyways, I just, I think that we, there are signs out there for letting us know if we're on the right road or not. We just have to be yeah. open to, to see them and hear them. Boy, I so agree with you. And I, I feel your emotion. And anybody listening to this has, has felt that emotion. And if you come across those, those mementos, and you know, not only dads, I have friends that's mothers were also in the military. Uh, friends that I went all through school with, their mother was a military nurse, and and one of those daughters also became a military nurse. But I think that the universal serendipitous, whatever people want to call this, that that package arrived as it did was such a sign. It must have been so emotional, com- um, comforting, um, inspiring and calling, and, and you said it, it it started you on your path. It was a calling, and it did give you a purpose. And I I just think that that's such a beautiful story of of why you do what you do. We all come to whatever it is we do. Some people don't even know, frankly, what their purpose is in life. And I I so encourage people to explore that in their own way. But I thought what we could do. Because people say, oh, well, you should write a book. It's like, oh, I need to add one more thing to what I'm doing right now. But, <laughs> uh, but, but it's, 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 it's circulating up there. So I thought what you could do for those people that are out there thinking, dang, I would like to write a book. Could you take us through your writing process? Tell us how you go about writing. Sure. Um, well, I really, when I did my first one, when I told uh, my husband that I wanted to write a book, had no clue where to start, and um, I knew I would find a way. And I, all I did, I contacted someone that knew someone, and he had a self-publishing company. Of course, that's when everything just for, first started to come around, that people were doing self-publishing for people. So I went to him. I said, this is what I want to do. Um, what do I need? What do you need from me? So he gave me papers and kind of like a menu, like a checklist, like this is what I can do. This is what I need from you and things like that. So he said, here you go, take this. And uh, he said, and come back after January and let me know and we'll get started. So, cause there's a lot of self publishers out there. So, you know, I remember knocking on his door after January 1st and he looked at me and I looked at him and I looked at him and I said, you didn't think I was going to do this, did you? And he said, no, most people don't. 
And you're absolutely right, Marsha. Most people don't. So I said, well, you haven't dealt with me. Here we go. I'm doing two. Let's, let's go for it. So what I did is I, I got, I created a theme that I wanted to do that. And I listened to my heart of what, what I felt I wanted to write about. And I picked a topic. And then what I did is I reached out to people that I knew started networking and said, hey, I'm writing a book. Um, I'm going to do one on best friends forever and ever. Do you want to write a story about your best friend? It could be, you know, your 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 puppy, your cat, your mother, your aunt, your grandfather, um, whoever your best friend is. And people were excited about it. So, and as I moved forward with each book, um, I used the same self-publisher, and um, it, it's quite an experience because, you know, you don't know about covers, but you do get, you know, to choose your own covers, but they give you a menu, like I said, and you go through. So they really take your hand and go through it step by step. And so I I suggest to people, because I do have a lot of people that ask, you know, how do I get started? You know, go to your local bookstore, see if they can do give you any suggestions for self-publishing. Um, and Amazon has, you know, self-publishing now as well. So after I did my first four, um, I was getting experience in, in what I wanted to do with writing. And, and I, my personality started to conflict a little bit with the gentleman that I was doing my books because I, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. And I, I wasn't getting things done um, in the timeline that I wanted. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do these by myself. I'm going to go to Amazon. So I, um, I have a um, a friend that um, I used to do recruiting for about 20 years. So I, I had a pretty large network of people and I pl- had placed her in a marketing position and she had just had a baby and uh, she wanted to work part time. So I said, Hey, Kirsten, you, what about this? This is what I'm doing. She says, Oh, I love it. Love to do it. So we went through Amazon um, for the next four books. And that was an experience. Um, Amazon does make it um, easy to go through. Uh, they are competing, obviously, with self-publishers. It's a, it, the investment to do your book through them is a little bit less than a self-publisher. Um, and it was fascinating because I designed all my co- my own covers on my four on my next four books. Um, you know, I just had trusted my gut and where I wanted to go. And um, if you go to my website, you can see all the different covers, and they are different. They have a little bit of a common thread, but um, in one of the books, I actually be um, am on the cover. And I have my dad's trench coat on and his hat and, it's, you know, railroad tracks of where I grew up when I was a kid. Right. You know, where we used to party, you know, and stuff like that. And the, the train tracks. I like flipped, that cover. You know? Yeah, I you like know, that starting cover. Over. Isn't it, is, is that the one that says um, stories of new beginnings? Is that the one? It does. It does. Yeah. You know what, Marsha? We, we go through new beginnings in all different points of our life. Oh, boy, don't we? Um, yeah. And I have actually, I have a young lady. She it was nine, I think, and she wrote a story um, about her parents getting divorced and how her life started over, you know, living with her mom and then, you know, going back and forth with her dad. And that was, you know, a new story for her. And the the people, I could tell you so many stories of these people that um, started over and just, you know, I have people from six different countries that have written in my books and, you know, I've become friends with all these people. I And the other thing that I love about the 
the way that the stories came out in the books is they're all not about death because some people were thinking that they were all about death or um, um, uh, challenging situations that that we went in. But, you know, one of my books is like, hey, I've been, you know, I I pulled into Walmart. I hadn't been home in like five years. I needed to get some film to take a picture for our wedding, ran into someone I went to high school with. She ended up marrying him you know so there's there's you know the stories but you know you laugh but the stories just are so different but they're Mm -hmm. all the same common thread and um you know I have another a quick story about a news uh reporter she was a big reporter down in Washington D.C. and she was covering 9-11 with when the plane went into the um the Capitol and they were telling her you know you're on you're on and she just spaced out. She froze. Mm-hmm. And they yelled her name, Jody, Jody. And she, like, came out of it. And she did her news story. She handed the microphone over to the camera person. She said, that's it. I'm done. And she moved to upstate New York. And she never wanted kids. And she said to her husband, I want to start a family. And he says, you're kidding me. And she said, no. So she quit her newscasting job. She moved to upstate New York. She is a... Um, um, now she's on a local uh, store, a uh, local um, radio station, but just the, the stories that people have in their lives are just incredible. I think we grow up and we think that our story and our situation is so different, whether it's negative or positive and say, you know, people don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. Well, you know what? Sometimes you don't understand what other people are going through either. So there are lessons all through the book with, with listening to these people or reading these people's stories and meeting with them and just saying, oh, my God, if they can do it, I can do it, too. You're, you're so right. I, I'm curious about something. Maybe you could just spend a little bit of time telling me about this. So it sounds like your books are compilations of people's stories that you include within your own book and your own stories. Do you – so do I have that correct? Correct. That is correct. Okay. So for you personally – when you're writing, I've talked to people that have said, you know what, sometimes, Marsha, I just start writing on the back of a napkin. Or I, I have this journal that I write in, and I, and I have the topics of the paragraphs. Or I go straight to my computer, and I just let her rip, and I start typing. So I would like to know, how do you, what do you do? do you, how, much, how, how, do you, how do you write? Great question. Uh, my first couple of books that I did, I did them because I was working full time job, and um, so what I would do, and then I'd spend time with my husband at, in the evening, and I, my best time was like after eleven o'clock, and wow. uh, when I got started, and I will tell you, I, you know, I'd come downstairs. Our we have an office downstairs. And, you know, I'd come down to my little cave, I would call it. I had my computer screens and stuff, and I'd have a glass of wine, and I would just sit there, and I would just go on the computer and, and write my thoughts, and then I'd make adjustments and, and go from there. Um, I have a more structured uh, style now because I, I have to, but, um, you know, sometimes I would wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning when I first got going and I couldn't go back to sleep. You know how some people would right. say, oh, you're supposed to keep a pad of paper and a pen by your nightstand because, you know, you 
you wake up and you have a thought and you're supposed to write it down. So you'll remember in the morning, well, I would just wake up and not be able to go back to bed. So I would just get up, come downstairs and write and, and work on putting my, my book together because I had to, you know, you have to do the forward. You have to do, you know, the, the chapters, the dedication, you know, you have to do all that stuff too. Um, and that's what I did. That's that's real interesting. And, and it's funny, yes, all of us that, that are on the creative side of the, of the world, we have that pad of paper. You know, I'm forever thinking that if I found the right kind of planner, that somehow that would organize me better. I can't tell you how many planners I've ordered for 2021 on Amazon. It's like, are you kidding? One, one's in front of me right now, and it says, um, to do. Do it now. Do it later. Uh-huh, fine. Um but sometimes, because I do have a lot of things that, that circulate inside my head, like you, including music, I can't turn that off either. There is always a jukebox going on in my head. And it's like, oh, please, could you just tune down the volume? But there are times <laughs> when I would truly do what you would say, get up and start writing, or if I don't want to truly disrupt my sleep, I will try to write it down. Now, the other thought is, what the heck did I, what what letters are those you've just written? Because I can't <laughs> read your handwriting, honey. Maybe you should have just picked up your phone and spoke it into notes, and at least the right. notes would have had it somewhere correct. But I think that's really cool. So if you go down at 11 in the morning, I'm 11 o'clock at night, would you write for two or three hours and then go back to bed? Sometimes. Go to bed? Sometimes. That's real. That's that's really great, and I, I I do like the whole marketing idea and, and and your designing. But I know that one of the things that we really want to focus on because I think it's so cool is this latest book. Not that the others aren't also cool. I'm not. This isn't a competition, as one would say. But just looking, just looking at the book cover of Lucky, little guy, big mission, the 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 physical picture of the copy of that book is so compelling it tells a story before you even have an idea at all what the story is all about so why did you decide to write a children's book well what happened was my uh my eighth book that i released was pages of courage tributes to first responders again going more on the military service people, first responders, thanking and all of that. And the people that I met there were just incredible. And again, I I was doing my books. I was released my eighth one and there was something missing. And I knew that there was a bigger purpose for me, Marsha, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I just, and I just wanted to to do something and to find that purpose. But anyways, um, right when my book came out, September in 2018, we had found out that my husband had prostate cancer. And uh, so he was going through the diagnosis at that time. And um, and he, he had also coincidentally uh, come up with, um, he was going to be producing a cocktail that he had been waiting to do. And he decided to do it when he found out he had prostate cancer, to be honest. And I said, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to, because I was doing a book a year. And I said, I'm not, I'm going to take, take a step back. I'm going to, you know, help my husband. Let's, let's get through that with a prostate. He ended up um, doing really well. They just have to, they had to monitor it 
it, and they still do. Um, so we didn't need any chemo or anything like that. So, you know, I was going through my, my Facebook feed, helping him out, and all of a sudden I came across um, the story about Christy Gardner. Now, Christy Gardner I had met actually back in 2014. I hope I'm not talking too fast here. No, I met no, her in 20- I didn't know that. Okay. okay. And uh, she had actually written a story in my book, Pet Tales. And um, Pet Tales was obviously about your pet. And um, she she lives where my husband grew up in Lewiston, Maine, and they did a front page story on her. Well, Christy is a double amputee and an Army veteran. And she has a service dog named Moxie. And uh, Christy plays sled hockey. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that, sled hockey is for mostly – uh, veterans are starting to open it up a little bit more and what you do is they have buckets with an ice blade um, um, underneath the bucket and so that um, you don't need bugs you know there's uh, whatever your disability is you can still play even if you're missing an arm or whatever and they play ice hockey and it's an incredible incredible sport so I had asked her to participate, and she did. And, and like I said, she lived in Lewiston, Maine, and I wanted to meet her personally. And so we met, fell in love with her. She's just awesome. She is so inspiring to anyone. If you talk about, you know, never making excuses, you need to meet Christy Gardner because she doesn't make excuses for anything. But um, so we kept in touch with her, and we went to several of her sled hockey games in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. Of course, if you're, you know, they're all together. Um, so you don't, it's not too far of a drive, but anyways, I was looking through my feed and Steve Hartman, he does a segment, uh, here in our area called on the road again, and he did an, a segment on Christy Gardner. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder what this is. So I watched the segment and it was a little over three minutes long. And I must've watched that segment over 20 times. And I cried and I cried and I cried. Well, Christy raises um, puppies for um, veterans and first responders. And, um, she was on her 10th puppy and she was at the breeders and there was a little puppy that was born and he had a club club paw. And of course, you know, a breeder that doesn't make them any money. So, um, you know, you don't know what the fate would have been if, um, Christy said the breeder, you know, this puppy's like me, you know, I can relate to this because, you know, Christy had to come, had thought about, you know, suicide, uh, when she came home, uh, when she was injured until she got her service dog, Moxie, that really opened the door to give her a life again. And, you know, Christy said, how can I let this puppy go? The puppy's like me. My parents could have said, Oh, you know, we don't, we want to, we don't want you anymore because you're not you don't have two legs and two arms and um so you know she's crying and being interviewed and she said that was her mission and I said oh my god oh my god this is it and I said to Danny I want to do a children's book about Christy and Moxie and this little puppy named Lucky and Danny's like sure and I said all right I'm gonna so I messaged Christy I said hey Christy it's Eileen I just saw your your segment and Steve Hartman on the road again uh, and the road and I'd love to do a children's book and she's I said are you okay with that and she says yeah go ahead go for it Mm -hmm. and so thus my mission began never did a children's book in my life never knew you know what it was going to entail and I just said okay I'm doing it and thus my journey began it's it's pretty remarkable and thanks to the connections that happen across our country 
and you know I know a lot of people have um, not great feelings about social media, but like yourself and myself, um, I do. Um, I filter out what I don't want to follow and read, and I'm inspired by those that I do. And um, just in getting to know you prior to doing this show together and talking about Christy, I will definitely, thanks to you, be having her join me because I I want to explore her story in full detail about what it is she, she does. You know, for those of us that live here, just let's just take the sport right away, just the, the sled ice hockey. You know, I'm I wasn't familiar with what that was. Um, so, um, I but there it's that and so much more, and and what she's given to our country, and the fact that she is a veteran and. And everything about her is so, like you say, inspiring. And then to make it as a, you know, it was in your pet story. So now we're we're talking adults for adults. But now we're drilling down. Now we're, you and Christy are drilling down to say, but how can we take this message of hope, looking at this little little dog, this little, looks like a golden lab or I'm not sure what it is, but and how can Moxie, who is my service dog, teach this little guy how he can give hope to others? And just the whole, I you know, there's things are. This year is in no way anything we could have ever imagined. Children that were in school pre. Uh, pandemic, maybe experienced being bullied for whatever reason. Maybe it was the way they looked. Maybe it was the way they dressed. Maybe it was the way they walked. Maybe it was where they lived. Who knows? Your ears are too big. You know, whatever that might have been. You know, something that makes them different is what I understand from you is this what this story is really all about. Is am I? Do I have that right? You do, it, it, because it, it really started out, Marsha, as the story about Christine, about, about Lucky and about Moxie, you know, helping to teach Lucky, because Lucky is now a therapy dog in a school up in Maine. And uh, just the story is incredible, but it it started out to be the story of Lucky, but because of all the core lessons that the book teaches. It does teach about anti-bullying. It teaches to never give up. It teaches that being different, whether it's physical or mental, is okay. And, you know, for for people to get along, and, you know, that's all we want in this world. You know, like you said, all ages, is for people to get along and not to to see each other as for, for nothing less like you said, you know, big ears, whatever, whatever it is. But the, the book, it, it just has such an effect on people. Um, it really is between the pages of two, uh, before the ages of two and 92. I had a veteran um, that was disabled and he had a, a son that he adopted and um he got the book and he wrote an incredible review and he said, you know, every American with, without getting too patriotic, every American needs to read this book. And and he said, you know, the core lessons are lessons that I want to teach my son because he was adopted and and I'm a disabled veteran. And, you know, that 
that he doesn't need to get picked on that, you know, kids, kids can be so mean sometimes, but you know what? So can adults sometimes too. And it's just, it's just an incredible, incredible book. I tell people that all the time. I said, the book's incredible. I, I, I don't know what else to say. The book's incredible. You have to buy it. You have to read it. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> Did um, Christy collaborate on the actual writing of the book with you? She did not. Um, and she it's funny because, um, you know, of course, this idea came in my head and I, I knew her story and I knew, well, I, we were we were following along with her uh, Facebook page and her mission as Lucky grew and was trained. And I was doing that at the same time. And, um, you know, Christy plays sled hockey. Like I said, she's, you know, crossing the United States all the time. Like this past weekend, she was in Philadelphia competing. And um, I really didn't know what, where it was going. And I, so I couldn't, ask Christy for her help. So when, when it was over, when I, when I had the book done, you know, I had her go through it and look at it. You know, she was with her mom and stuff like that. And, um, it just worked. It just worked. And, um, you know, uh, I added like a little villain in the book, you know, um, to it. So, but the, the, the core of the book is true and I just you know threw in a a couple little things in there but uh no but she did have her Facebook page about lucky with lucky little guy big mission and when I was searching for a title to use you know I just asked her I said hey you know what what do you think about this idea and she says yeah let's do it so you know little things like that we went back and forth but I will tell you you know um there will be a lucky too and and she'll have more input on that one and I have some ideas um i have a long-term goal i i I want the story to be an animated film about um, yes (gasps) that's my long-term my long-term goal and i I am starting to work on that now which christy knows um so if anyone's listening that has any connections because i think it would be fabulous i would love to have like sports figures for voices you know within the book and the whole book was done in new england no offense i know you're in southern california but it was really important to it was really important to me to have everything done in New England. Like people were saying, you know, you can get your book overseas and cheap, and it's like, no, the book is no. about veterans. The book is about America. No, everything's going to be done, and it ended up all being done in New England, which I'm so proud about, and Christy is thrilled about. And um, yeah, so you know, we have we have some ideas that we're going to be working on, and um, and have the process. Uh, proceeds from the book go to Christy with her mission on training dogs. Um, she also just was certified to work with people that um, have autism. So, you know, she has big plans that, that she's, that, you know, she uh, just had her 501 um, approved and signed all the papers. It's working mission dog. And uh, she has some fabulous ideas that she's going to be working with that. And I'm going to be running right behind her and, you know, uh, doing more books in the series. And like I said, my ultimate goal is to get a film done. 
I love that. And just for those of you that are listening, and this, I'll make sure that this is all included in the follow-up blog. You know, I oftentimes have people that's names could be spelled in a variety of ways. Just my own first name. I'm not a CIA Marsha. I'm an SHA Marsha. I want everybody to know that Christy is not a K. Christy is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. At Gardner is G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And you can certainly look Christy up. She's she's definitely on social media. You will see pictures of Christy. You can Google image her, and you will see her in in, in her doing the the, the ice uh, hockey on on the sled. And um, I look forward to the opportunity to have her join me. And I think it's I I I have not. I'm going to be honest. I have not purchased your book. So I presume that there are illustrations throughout the book. Am I right? That is correct. There are. And, and there's, oh, my God, the illustrator that I, yes, that I found. And this yes. is another story. You know, um, I had to find an illustrator. And I'm like, oh, my God, where am I going to find an illustrator? And, you know, so I resorted, like like you said, social media. I went and joined some mm-hmm. children's book um, organizations and stuff. I must have interviewed at least six people. I'd, I'd meet them at. We have um, a restaurant on a traffic circle here in Portsmouth, and I'd meet them there to them. And I, I just wasn't feeling the love. You know, I, I just know what I want when I see it. So anyways, I was going through my, my Facebook, came across um, Susan Spellman, and she had just gotten done uh, doing a, a children's book for someone, and there's a picture of it. Con- messaged her through um, Facebook. She got back to me right away. She was in Newberry, Massachusetts. She says, hey, I'm going to be doing a book signing with the author in Portsmouth, New Hampshire tomorrow. Why don't you come on down? And I'm like, oh, my God. Talk about mm-hmm. following the path, right? And Seriously. we said the sign. So my husband and I went down there. We, I saw Susan. I saw her heart. I saw her interacting with the kids. I saw her, her draw freehand, you know, puppies and dogs and the way she interacted with kids. And I said to my husband, I don't care how much she is. I want her. I don't care. I had to wait. I had to wait three or four months because she was finishing up a book to do the illustrations. But Marsha, she, it, it, the job she did is, I mean, like you said, just look at the cover. And I knew I, I, I chose that cover. I, I, I designed that cover because I, I wanted it, like you said, the cover needs to tell the story just by looking at the cover. I want you to pick up and look through the book. And she did such a fabulous job with the illustrations. And so many people have commented on the illustrations in that book. And I'm like, it's all Susan. It's Susan. And um, she's just incredible. Well, I think it's exciting to know, number one, that you're going to do a second book. And I think it's really cool because this is th- this book was is much different, right, than, the, than your series. Um, Absolutely. Of Unforgettable, right? I mean, there, there's, a, there's a, what would you say is the major difference between the two? They're not compiled stories by other people. It, it, truly is just one story about Christy, Moxie, and Lucky with their mission and with a mission. So it, it doesn't have other people's individual stories. I'm sure that there's other people out there that have missions, you know, that they mm-hmm. that they uh, do to help people or to help, you know, even to help veterans. Um, but this just it, it, it teaches you so much about life and you know and and lucky is just so cute and moxie is just such a doll just um and 
you know, just Christy, she, um, she was training for the Olympics this year before oh. COVID hit. She was actually in California. Um, they, I guess they tapped her on the shoulder basically and invited her to train out in California for like four months before they were going to fly to Tokyo. Do you know that she drove 3,000 miles with Moxie, her, her van, and a U-Haul all by herself, all by herself? She drove there. She, you know, she found an apartment. She you know, lived out there. That COVID started the happening, and and then you know they ended up canceling Tokyo. She drove all the way back here, and she doesn't. She never complains about anything. She mm-hmm. she looks at life like, what can I do next? How soon can I do this? M- moving on to the next one. Who who can I help? She had a bottle drive last week in Maine because they don't have pickup. They don't have their bottle store anymore because of COVID. I don't know all the details. That please forgive me. I don't know all the details, but. They raised over a thousand dollars by bottle drive. Do you know how many cans and bottles that is? Over ten thousand. Oh, is this like a and recycling? Put, is this is this like a recycling bottles? Is that what you're referring to? She yes yes okay but she I'm with you. she had. Uh, she had a, a couple of, you know, a couple of her friends, and what they did is they drove around to people's houses or businesses and picked up cans and bottles, and they had people, you know, do a drop off, and this money all goes to her mission for her mission, mission working dog, and because when when she after she trains um, a puppy, they uh, go to um, a, a first responder or a veteran, and they don't the they don't pay anything for the dog; it's complimentary. Oh my God. So, and she knows because, you know, she got, she had to pay for Moxie and she knows the difference that Moxie made in her life and she wants to pay it forward, Marsha, and she wants to help other people to have that opportunity. She goes, she visits veterans in the hospitals and at the VA centers and she comes, you know, she goes in and she has her, she has Moxie with her and she'll have a puppy with her. She has a new puppy, Libby, right now. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. puppy is so cute. Mm -hmm. Um, that she's working with, and um, and that's what she does. She just does whatever she can do to help other people because someone reached out to help her. It's, it's really, I, I can feel it. I want to ask you a few more questions because I know you and I, honestly, we could just kind of put our feet up and we could just keep talking because mm-hmm. just so easy to talk with, and I, I always respect that when guests are so conversational. I want to know, because of this crazy year we've had, how has COVID affected your book writing this year? Um, It's been interesting. Um, The book, you know, everything was all set, and uh, the book was supposed to be coming out back from the printer sometime in March, and that's when COVID hit. And I will share with you that also in um, the first of the year, in February, actually, we found out my husband has lymphoma and um, and needed to have chemo. So everything was was coming down and um, we said, okay, okay, you know, what do we have to do next? So you take little steps. So, you know, the um, the book ended up coming in, not coming in until like the end of March. You know, my husband was starting his radiation treatments and then chemo. I remember, you know, running in, I, I still work full-time job that I will tell you. I remember running down on my lunch hour, you know, and uh, picking up, 
you know, cases of books and then, you know, bringing them home and having to run them downstairs, you know, and I'd have to do that for, it took me three days in a row to to get the books. And, you know, of course you have to go through them and, um, you know, and, and COVID did put, uh, um, you know, a hindrance on all of us, our book signings, you know, of course we had book signings all lined up, you know, for uh, the rest of the year. And, you know, those all went out the window. Um, We ended up, we did end up doing, Doing one in Lewis and Maine at a um, at a, a Lowe's that uh, Home Depot, excuse me, that Christy actually brings her dogs in to tr- help train because of all the noises and the machines and things. Oh, and then we did end up. We had one here in New Hampshire. There's um, an Army veteran that owns a, actually a distillery in the area. And, you know, we he heard, you know, we told him about Christy and about her mission and, you know, Army veteran, double A, no, yep, whenever we can do. Of course, they were all, both outside. Um, and um, that's all we've been able to have right now. But we're, you know, we're moving forward. So we've all had to make adjustments with COVA, Marsha, this year. And, um, sometimes you just have to sit back and I always say, okay, this is happening. So how can I make it better? How can we work around us? What can we do to, you know, to, to, to make it win, to make it work. And that's what we figured out. And the same thing with Christy, you know, we, we work very closely together now, you know, trying to figure out things and, um, it's, it's just been a little bit of a, of a, black mark this year but that's okay we're moving forward and, uh, and my husband's doing a lot that's better my next and, question. Uh, okay yeah he's doing great he's um he's done with his chemo he's um you know they he had several biopsies done and they didn't find any additional cancer oh, in his God. bones or anything like that so we're moving forward he's having um immunotherapy done uh every other month for two years and yeah it's okay we're just you know we're just moving forward and we're you know taking one step at a time oh he's lucky to have you as a partner but i'm i know that you would say oh no marcia i'm lucky to have you i am am. did i get that out before you had a chance to say it (laughs) marcia Marcia, I have to tell you this story. So my husband goes to Exeter Hospital for his radiation and his, so, you know, of course, he knows, I can't go in with him. I I have to drop him off at the curb, you know, like a little puppy dog. And and he goes in and he, you know, he knows, you know, the doctors and the nurses. He has sold so many books to people that work in the (laughs) hospital that they told me I could sell them in their gift shop. Oh man, that, I, that, why does that surprise me? I, that is that's just that's just awesome, you know. And of course, so, I love the story, you know. Yes, it just adds to it, and it, and and I mean, so people can't can't people. This can be purchased on Amazon. Am I right, or am I wrong about that? Uh, no, you are correct. You can go to my okay. website, Unforgettable yes. Faces and Stories, and you can order it through my books on uh, on my website, or they can order it through Amazon. Perfect. So let me, because I don't know, so I'm going to ask you this. Is it financially better for you, because I don't know the answer, if people order it through your website as opposed to Amazon, or is it one and the same? Uh, Thank you for asking very much. If they go and purchase it through my website, it is better for Christy and myself. Perfect. That You know what? Honestly, I would not have known that, and I've had a lot of authors uh, on my show, and I never even thought to ask that because in my mind, well, you, do, you know, you just go to Amazon, you order it. So 
And I yeah. don't know offense to Amazon because obviously they helped you do some self-publishing, but that that's really that really is good to know. And I really I didn't know that. Um, so it sounds I, I'd be curious to know. I know that you mentioned that Lucky Two is, I, I you know I told you how their songs you know so I'm hearing Lucky Charms they're magically delicious. I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> it just popped in right then. Um, but are you writing any other books um, in your um, other in your series, your adult series, Unforgettable Face? stories I am not right now I know a lot of people keep because once you start I do have a large network of people of referrals of people that like to write um, and have been asking but um, I I have learned to say no and I'm okay saying no Um, it doesn't sit on my plate right now um, with everything going on Um, but that doesn't mean sometime next year or the year after sure. that I don't do that. Um, sure. So right now it's it's on hold, uh, but, um, you know, who knows? You never know. But you know what? What I just – let me just tell you what I heard you say because I'm really working on this personally for myself. What I just heard you say by that answer is that you're also um, providing yourself with some self-care. And many of us could be – doing that better many of us could find a way to not stretch 45 hours into a 24-hour day by doing this that this that this that and that and then what ends up happening is that you could feel exhausted you could feel you could feel a lot of different things and by being able to say not right now and and being not judgmental about yourself which we learn in yoga is to not judge you not judge ourselves, that that it makes it okay. And it's like, oh, you're right. This doesn't mean I can't do it down the road. But currently, no, because frankly, if I could wave that magic wand, who out there is listening that can connect me with somebody that would help me be able to do a feature? And uh, I, I'm going to think about who I know, I people that are listening. I know you're well-connected. I, you know, you never know, and that's the beauty of a conversation. You never know where a conversation starts, and it's like, oh, it's just like when the dog tags arrived. You weren't anticipating that, you know. I just, I, I just, I do, I do love that. I'd like to ask you a, a quick question, kind of taking us back to where we started. If there are people that are listening right now that are really contemplating writing a book, as you have, nine now, do you have any tips that you might recommend to somebody that's writing their first book? I would say just do it. And I know that sounds really simple. And as far I will, I will give you this story as my answer. I received a package in the mail Saturday and it was a story coloring book that a woman wrote probably 20 years ago and she stuck it in a drawer and she actually heard, uh, Christy and I were interviewed on NBC uh, here in New England and she heard the interview and she says, I wanted you to I wanted you to read read the story and kind of give me some feedback whatever which I did but I say that to say this that was like 20 years ago if if you want to write a book just do it do you are you going to know all the answers absolutely not 
because I didn't. I had to figure it out. And I know different personalities run differently. Like my husband is the kind of person sometimes he has to know where step two is before he goes there. And But, yes. you know, he's learning to kind of, you know, push forward. You just have to do it sometimes. And um, that's the – because if, if you don't, then you don't want it bad enough. And I can't right. help you want it bad enough. You have to want it so bad that you think about it morning, noon, and night. And then you know what? If you have to get up at one in the morning to, to do some writing, then you do it. That's, I don't know if that answers your question. It, but. it absolutely answers my question. It absolutely answers my question. And just, just as a reminder to everybody listening to this wonderful woman that I'm speaking to, Eileen, unforgettable facesandstories.com, all right? So in this last few minutes that we have together, because I know, every, anybody listening to this knows, that you have a very active life. How do you balance? How do you, how do you find your balance, Eileen? What, what do you do to keep I, that together? I have a very regimented schedule. I'm up at 5. I work at my books 5 to 6. And then um, I, I start my job. I work 7 to 4. And then from, um, from 4 to 5, I spend an hour with my husband. And then I have an hour that I either do more work or I do something for me. And then I uh, shut down my work at 8 o'clock and then spend the rest of the time with my husband. I garden. I love to garden. I'm out there as much as I can. You're not right now, but um, I do things to relax. I um, I take care of me because I learned a long time ago, um, maybe a hard way, that you have to take care of yourself. And so it's easier for me with my wisdom today to take care of myself and to say no. So I really try to do things, whether it's pampering, you know, and some appointments for me to, to help me feel better or look better or whatever, um, or to buy flowers or, um, I, you know, I, my husband and I had motorcycles. We, we used to take off on our motorcycles all the time. I could tell you stories on that. And uh, we did sell them this year um, just with every, it was time to, you know, do a different chapter in our life. But sure. um, I love to have fun. I love, I love my friends. We have a lot of friends all over. Um, so I, I don't have a problem taking care of me and saying no. I, again, I, I learned the hard way, but and I think it's important for each and every person to do that, Marsha. For however that works for them, and it's I. You know yep. what? You said I. I'm a word person. You probably know that because I every day I post the word of the day on my website, yep. and I've been doing this for over four years. Today was word number, uh, what was it? One thousand four hundred and. Uh, 69 I think or 70 I'm not sure which I think it was 69 and I what you you used a word and it's funny because I heard you use this word and I immediately thought of my own father and my and my husband to a degree but the word you used was regimented I happen to like that word not everybody does I happen to work best in a routine now, what I try to do is build into my routine that ridiculous pad of paper that I keep trying to make the best of on to do it now, to do it later, whatever. I do try to build in my yoga practice on Tuesday so that I don't put something in its place, that I can just do this on Zoom. But I, I function best 
with a routine. My husband was an engineer. Dad was a routine person. And I get a great deal of comfort from me being regimented. So I get what you say about that. Um, and, you know, and then you take into to consideration, you know, the time. I mean, it's it's going on 2 o'clock at my house. It's going on 5 o'clock at yours. It's getting close to dinner time. And, you know, I think that not everybody wants to be like that. And, and, I, and I respect that as well. But for me to stay balanced, um, I, I understand what you've said, that, you know, you love to garden, and obviously you can't really garden in the snow, but you do have your cat, and you have, that's, some, that's another uh, human being in your home that, that requires attention, love, and you receive it back. So it sounds to me like you, you have it together. Well, you, you work on it every day. I, I don't think <laughs> I would I would love to say that and, and thank you very much but I guess I work on having it together every day. Yeah. Doesn't happen by accident though. No. Um it doesn't. You can't it, you cannot be accomplished um with goals if you have no idea where you're going. And it was one of the mm-hmm. very first things that the ver- one of the first things you said to me when we started the show today was to follow a path, that's the path that you want, follow your calling, and follow your purpose. If you just put your in front of each of those, that's, that is, there's so much wisdom to that, and I think that, that that is a real takeaway for anybody that's listening, whether you want to write a book, whether you want to get involved in a veteran program, whether you want to follow Christy and see what it is that she's doing um, as an athlete. Um, There are so many, and now that she's starting a 501C, you might see that is the beauty of conversation. It is the absolute beauty of conversation because if we sit in front of our TV, our computer, and we don't speak to anybody, we only have ourselves. And for me personally, that isn't enough. I, 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 the fuel that, that fills my soul are conversations just like the one you and I have had today. And it mm-hmm. really does fill my soul. I mean that so sincerely. <sighs> that was a yoga breath. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so very much, Eileen, for, oh, for thank being you with me today for um, well wishes for Danny as he continues to get better, for all the things that Christy's doing and what you're doing together. I can't wait to see what's next for you. I have a lot of guests that return maybe six months after they've been on my show because life Mm -hmm. continues to evolve. And maybe six months from now we'll be talking about my opportunity to come knock on your door in the fall. Who knows? But either way we look that. at it, wouldn't that be so much fun? And may I just that say that be. while I don't have the fall foliage, I do, and, and but you're by the water, so I can't really offer you a beach because you have that too. But, um, <laughs> you know, I could um, show you around where I live, and you're always welcome to come to my side of the coast as oh, well. well. Thank you very much. Thank but you very for much. now, I will just say that I look forward to part two with you. 
and that I wish you the very best during these holidays. And I really recommend that people that want to read a great story with their children. I know that this, I have a lot of friends that are school teachers. I think this would be a great, is that, would you, what age would you say is sort of your designated age for uh, Lucky? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest you with said you, Marcia. From two to ninety-two, I, I, did say I that. just cannot, I cannot say that enough. The, the book is incredible. It is just incredible for all ages. Great. I will. I do remember you saying that. So I will let my. I have friends that are elementary school teachers, and uh, I want to maybe make that be their Christmas gift this year. So I just want to thank you once again for being so generous with your time, and thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. I will certainly be back again next week. I actually have an an author next week. He's written a book about limericks, so it's kind of a playful book, and I look forward to having Robert Hoyman join me next week. But until then, I want you to all go out and make this the best week ever. And thank you once again, Christy, for being with me on my show today. Bye bye for now, everybody. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome.